0: Well, since you forgot your bell left at the office, or is it behind all that stuff, we got to use this bell.
1: (laughs) How heavy is that? Keep holding it. No, I can't. It's too heavy. Hello,
0: Mr. Jason.
1: Hello, Mr. Craig. Have you seen
0: pictures of this office? It looks like the Alamo. So (laughs) a while back, I bought this giant bell because there's a bell tower. I (laughs) put it up in there, but... Uh, it's impossible. I got the. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. how
1: to do it. Now you no. got a giant cast iron bell on the floor.
0: We don't have a bell, but guess who we do have?
1: Oh, can you tell me, Mr. Craig?
0: I sure can. <laughs> we have Rudy Surovic, <laughs> mailin', not fail <laughs> flailin', and failin', <laughs> high tailin' to smooth sailin'.
1: Smooth sailin', Mr. Craig. Let's do. <laughs> Get it going. Touchdown. (laughs) Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. (laughs) Boom (laughs) Rudy. What's going on, guys? How are you doing, man? Awesome. 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 So we ask everybody Yeah, let's just let's dive right in. We ask everybody, what was your first concert? I want to go way back. I want I want like a Barney story or something. Barney. Oh,
2: uh, STP. So, uh, and it was a g- great concert. Started two hours late. As, uh, someone <laughs> overdosed the on the plane. So, <laughs> so it, was oh, awesome. you know, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was in our wow. little hometown, Erie, Pennsylvania. That's awesome. What tour? I have no idea. I was like 15, 16. I am not... A music buff by any means. Uh, my boys rag on me all the time because my favorite band is Train. Uh, Pat Monahan. Pat Monahan's from Erie, Pennsylvania as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That is awesome. I love Train. Yeah, it's a good band. So. That's awesome.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. And for the millennials that are listening, STP is Stone
2: Temple Pilots.
0: <laughs> Look them up. I brought.
2: I bought a counterfeit shirt for 10 bucks on the street. It was great.
0: Huge win. win. Those those concert uh, t-shirts have remained at about 30
1: bucks
2: for a very long time. Right. Money was tight back then.
1: (laughs) One of the bands I played in back in the nineties was able, we opened for STP Vertical Horizon in nine days on the, on the four tour and in Texas I don't even know where in Texas we, we drove it. it was, it was uh, so much heat. It was like during the summertime, we drove straight shot from California to Texas in our underwear because the van didn't have AC played the show and then drove back. Cause we had to play. I mean, did you drive back in your underwear? Um, you know what is right after the show? Um, so vertical horizon in nine days. Yeah, Uh, we it was right after the show, so we drove back that night. So maybe in the underwear, maybe, but it wasn't that hot at night. Well, to compare with the day.
0: Well, uh, Rudy, you're you're a power (laughs) agent, and uh, we'd love to hear how how'd you get to where you are, um, with the company you're with, and and and, you know who is Rudy?
2: Yeah. So, um, story. Well, you know, I got the ND hat on cuz I figured oh, you'd know, yes. like it. bring back memories from the uh, the movie. So, um but true story, back in high school, I was a below average athlete, but uh, I started every basketball game my senior year and there's nothing better than hearing people just chant Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> so, uh but uh fast forward, I moved my, you know, we um I worked for an independent agency for I think 13 years um, I got into computer consulting right out of college, had a degree in MIS. Uh did that for about a year or so. Um, the guy I was working for um, doing consulting a lot. And it was one of our clients offered me a job in insurance. I said, I have no idea what it is. Read the book uh, on the plane for a honeymoon. Uh, wife was excited about that. And um, he offered me a job. Um, so I ended up going in insurance, you know, started doing commercial insurance sales, did that for about I don't know, four or five years and got promoted to uh, sales manager. Um, I managed our New York uh, operations. Uh, we had like five or six offices, be- Western New York, Buffalo, that area. Um, and then we also had um, five or six agencies in Pennsylvania that I helped out manage on the producer side. Um, so huge you know huge operation like 85 million in premium um when i left um great relationship with the guys there um i still visit the guys all the time and um but i had a midlife crisis told my wife i wanted to buy an agency moved from erie pennsylvania to atlanta georgia packed up at the time our four kids uh had a bunch of relationships with trucking companies so we everything got loaded into a semi um and moved to Atlanta, Georgia. My sister-in-law lived there, so I bought an agency there. Um first one was uh you know just under 3 million in premium uh, when I bought it and then um been with uh doing the captive gig ever since. Crazy, man. What what ages were your kids at that time? Uh so I, I'm trying to remember correctly. So I think it was one uh must have been like one, four, seven, and nine. I got five kids, man. I'm like you. So I got right now I got I got a three, a five year old, an eight-year-old, eleven uh, year old, and a thirteen year old. And when I go to the prescription counter and they ask for the kid's birthday, I go, uh uh and they look at me like I'm like i I got five kids. Just give me a second here, okay? Right. So,
1: yeah. I had the same exact experience getting um medication i couldn't remember my my daughter's birthday i just had her last year and we got so many kids i couldn't remember the exact date i mean i I didn't sleep so
2: yeah so we have a picture of um you know we had all kinds of relationships here in in pennsylvania and uh so i had a you know semi-loaded i got that for like two grand for them to ship it down for you know i had no money at the time you know like it was like you know i sold my house I i was building a house down there uh, I didn't know if the, the sale was going to go through, it, it was just a crazy time in our life. So I have a picture of all of our kids in these giant cardboard box. It was used for a plastic, um, like a plastic manufacturer and they hold all the different, you know, plastic component parts, but the kids are sitting in there. I'm like, Hey, packing up my kids, getting them <laughs> on the truck. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What did your, what did your wife think? Uh, so, you know, we, it was a perfect solution. It was like, we were moving right next to my sister-in-law. We're going to be a mile away, but we awesome. lived in our own, our own community here in Pennsylvania, um, you know, forever. And she, you know, when we got there, um, you know, we were, we made it work. And then um, eventually, you know, we, we ended up spending, we spend most of our time in Pennsylvania now. Um, so we go back and forth between Georgia and Pennsylvania, but most of it's in Pennsylvania.
1: And, and you're with a captive now, right? Yes, sir. So what was that like the transition?
2: You know, believe it or not, um, the captive portion of it, uh, was pretty daunting because when you go from the independent side, you have access to 70 or 80 carriers. You can put that one customer with, you know, any of your 15 personalized carrier, you can write everything, you can do everything you want. Right. You go to the captive world. It's like, you got one guy, right. You know, you got one player. And you're like, well, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. And so for a while there, um, in 2016, at Captive, I was with me, and they took massive rate increases um, in Georgia, and it became a huge, huge issue because I was looking at 25 or to 50% rate increases, and my wife's Dang. like, you know, my wife's like, why did we do this? You know, you're, <laughs> right. you're decision, miserable. Ready. Yeah she's like you are absolutely miserable and it, you know so I always use that you know scenario I said okay well I'm gonna make this work so I gotta quote 10 customers to write one okay I used to yeah. write I used to quote one customer with 10 different carriers and you know I listened to your uh, recently the um, your gentleman that you had on that did the uh, commercial raider. Um yeah yeah right. I nice. that up? yeah yeah So, I mean, we had easy links and all of the Raiders back in the day. And, but at the end of each one of those, there was always one piece of information that was missing. So you had to go back into two or three carriers. Uh. So it was always, you know, you were spending additional amount of time. So, you know, I'd rather have those build up my database, right? You know, so, um, so once I did that and then, um, you know, we briefly talked Craig via message and um, I think Jason, we even chatted before. I got in direct mail and um, for me, it's been great. Um, you know, mortgage referrals and direct mail, uh, our lead product for us is homes so it all depends on where you're at. You guys know that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Which bait are you gonna fish with?
2: Exactly. So, you're pretty,
1: I would say you're pretty uh, narrow and deep with, um, with the, that
2: lead source, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, um, I get to, I mean, I mail out for like 12 other agents. Um, right now. And, you know, we have a little sweatshop at the office that we call, um, (laughs) you know, so we're basically, um, you know, and I bought all the equipment and I don't make very much money off of it. Honestly, I just use it to pay for my postage is what I'm doing. Um, I'm not really trying to get rich off of it. And um, I keep uh, another funny story is I had a guy that uh, worked for me. Um, He left um, for sports management to go out to Utah. Um, he came back and at the time I didn't have my ECP. So I just didn't have a spot for him. So he wanted to come work, you know, for the the company that we represent and I got him a job with another agent and, but he works out of my office. So his wife works there running my mailroom. He works in my office, not for me, but for another agent. And I'm really big in that, um, you know, working with other agencies to really try to, you know, pull our resources you know because you know we all employ like 10 or 11 people but none of us can really spend the the kind of money you need to to really market or you know find different tactics that actually work without you know sharing that cost
1: yep And, and i love that because you you went in hard on um on mail which you don't hear a lot of these days and i don't think that there's any wrong way like whatever works in your market but you went deep on it i think a lot of people they dabble in this and that and the other thing i mean who knows where your roi is coming from and i'll uh, if you're doing five different things i I tell everybody this like if you're doing five different things there's no way to figure out which one's working and which one's not so it's like
2: causing such a headache and when we were in the commercial world we only did uh dating off of uh work comp mods so we pretty much focused on work comp mods and you could look at different states and you could pull up the work comp mod, figure out the X state, call the prospective client and tell them, Hey, look, your mod went up from, you know, 0.76 to 1.2. Did your agent tell you you're going to have a 54% rate increase? And, mm. and they would be like, Oh no, but we they didn't. <laughs> and, and that's how we got in the door. So, you know, when you can take that, And you can bring that over and figure out, okay, well, what, how does that relate? Well, X dating on homeowners, right? You know, for me, you know, it's like, okay, you know, we go with different companies that supplies data that can get us the X dates. And then we can actually find out, you know, close to when they're annulled. And insurance is hundred percent timing, right? hundred percent time. You know, like you think about it, why does that customer call you? They call you because they had a bad claims experience. They had their rate go up their agent's a jerk, you name it. It's all about timing.
0: Yep. Truth. So,
2: so you're able
0: to look at that with that data, know when their homeowners is gonna come up. Can you even further slice it and look at if whether or not that company's gonna have a rate increase? Do you go that far down in the
2: weeds? So we used to um, use the data that our, you know, our region uh, supplied us um, for rate increases. And then our, for some reason, our region quit doing that. And I would just basically use our database of uh, current mm. customers that we would just do uh, requoting. And I like to call our requote process selective, selective requoting. Okay. And so what we would do is we would x date based off of when claims were going to fall off. When um, when uh, someone was aging to the perfect age, you know. So we selectively requote based off of coming up. Like our company would be 100% clean, their company would still be dirty. Two weeks from now, we might not have the best price, but right now we have the best price before their renewal comes up, right? So when we can time that 100% perfectly, we're going to win.
0: Yeah, and then That's awesome. Huh. But but then also it is a numbers game. So to get too, too narrow and targeted may be counterproductive because what well, you have to. You're in the 0.
2: 0.25 to 1% open rate now with mail, right? Uh, way less than that. I mean, like, uh, Yeah, I mean, you're looking at. Um, I'm seeing about 0. 0.6 of a percent that we're actually getting uh, open rate. Okay. You know, or response rate. You know, more so than open rate. So, when you're looking at that numbers, you're still. I don't focus on you know color. Or anything on the mail piece. I just do black and white, keep the costs as low as possible, and try to double my output instead of spending a ton of money on the actual mailer.
0: Yeah, but you went all in. You bought the the equipment. You bought the. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I, I also think about it as like, man, if I stop this, I have all the equipment here, um, and I, I stop mail. That what, where am I at, right? You know, and yeah. I, I think about it all the time. It's like, you know, hey, what happens when the direct mail dries up? You know, it, like. It already did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, you, you think about it, but maybe the direct mail is the new internet 3.0, you know? So, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, everybody's buying live transfers, right? You know, everybody's doing data leads and telemarketing or, you know, a lot of people are. Um, so, what really works? And yeah. it, I looked at it from the standpoint too of if I had three or four people just dialing that were licensed and they make $200 a day or $300 a day, what am I really paying them to do?
0: Right? right.
2: You know, I'm paying someone 20 $25 an hour, $30 an hour, whatever it ends up being to dial a phone number and right. hopefully get somebody on the phone.
0: We were just talking about that on this, uh, this webinar we just did. And it's like, yeah. it's having the right places or the right people in the right places paying the right amount for their value, right? Exactly. Yeah. Having somebody make 15 bucks an hour to make cold calls is the absolute wrong spot. And <laughs> yeah. in addition, you're burning out a $15 an hour asset, right? Because our, our staff are- expensive asset and it costs I mean just the 15 bucks an hour is one thing but what about all of the training costs associated with exactly on, interviewing your time spent the whole thing right it's it's tens of thousands of dollars You right. do not come on there when there's a there's an alternative you know that you can get them for very very less expensive than that exactly
2: right. yeah but, and so you look at it from that standpoint too is that you know your work environment so a lot of people want to come work for me. Um, True story. I recently last week and a half, I get a text message from a lady that left me. She's having her own issues. um, Needed to work from home two or three days. I don't offer work from home. I have one individual that works from home. I I just, I personally work from home. I know the challenges that happen and I want you to be at the office. So, She called me and said, Hey, can I come back to work for you? She said, the job I took isn't what they you know, told me. I'm making 200 dials a day. I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't have that opportunity right now. You know, if something changes, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to come back. Last week I had to let somebody go because of attendance. The, the guy, when I'm letting him go tells me, he said, Rudy, I, I, no lie. He says, this is the best job I've had in 25 years. And I said, uh, Hey, he said, you were great. And I said, but you need to be at work, and I can't have this. I said, get no. your life straightened out. Give me a call in a year, and we'll talk again. You know, yeah. so just leave the door open, right, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, and create that that reputation, too. You know, if you have the reputation of being Darth Vader and creating a crappy culture when you're lifting them up by their neck, that, you know, nobody wants to be there.
2: I'm Darth Vader at home. I can't be Darth <laughs> Vader at work, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. With five
1: of them, you're just lit, constantly.
2: That's right.
1: Just like ooh. Yeah. a teenager, and what's the
2: youngest? Three. She's actually three. She, she'll be three on St. Patrick's Day. So
1: oh, crazy! I, I,
2: I kind of uh, have a little thing where I told my wife, I was like, "Man, why did we have a kid on St. Patrick's Day? When she gets older, this is going to be trouble, you know." So oh, uh,
1: that's okay. true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: didn't even think about. That. <laughs>
0: So it, it hasn't always been rainbows and unicorns. What what have been some of the really tough things that you've had to navigate through?
1: And four leaf clovers.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's right. Well, you know, Lucky Charms now does have the unicorns with the four leaf clovers, so you get to have that every <laughs> yeah, morning to of start you your thought. day.
1: So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is it is her favorite cereal too. So, <laughs> um, awesome. but no, I mean, some of the biggest challenges were, um, you know moving, you know, 800 miles away, you know, you always have that thing. You go to these training courses or, you know, the region wants you to go through training and um, they want you to bring your list 100. And I I go to them and said, Hey, I give you a list 100, but there's nobody I can quote in this entire state. I know two people. I said, yeah, I said, you know, whatever it is. I said, but I tell you what, I'm going to succeed, you know, whatever it is. It's okay. Just fill it out with sales names. So, you know, like when you're moved that far away, and you start up, there are some challenges, um, mm. but you know, that rate increase that, you know, we didn't anticipate, no lie. I was literally selling life insurance policies to pay my mortgage. Um, you know, at that point, you know, we moved, we built a house and you know, you guys know how it is with a, a loan yeah. with your agency. It's, I mean, you, you know, everyone thinks you have a decent sized agency and you know, life's great. No, nah, I mean, it, it's, it's really difficult um, to actually, you know, see it through. And then you get to the point where you see it through and things are starting to go good. And then you decide, hey, I need to scale this up. And when you start scaling things up, you better have, you know, be able to see in that crystal ball what you need, you know, like service people. And, and um, you, know, you look at it from that standpoint is that, you know, when you bring somebody on, how do they mesh with everybody? Um, All of that that basically has that impact on you. But my biggest struggles, honestly, were, you know, 2016, having a rate increase, not worrying about, you know, being able to write new business. And looking back at it, it was the best thing that ever happened. Because it cleaned my book of a lot of uh, accounts that I probably didn't want. Uh, When I took that book over, the retention was 81%. It dropped down to 78% during that period. And now we sit at 89%. uh,
1: Nice. uh,
2: So, and it's all staff. I mean, it's not me. I mean, I I really don't do anything all day, Ron. I'll tell you that. But um, for the most (laughs) part, you know, we just looked at it from the standpoint of, you know, we just took a proactive stance with renewals. And, um, we, to this day, we do that
0: as well. Yeah. And there's always risk jumping at an opportunity, right? You saw the opportunity, you had the vision and then shit fell apart. And, and it's like, okay, well now I have a challenge and I got to figure it out. And when, when the stakes get raised where it's like, if I, if I don't sell this, I don't eat. All of a sudden you're at DEF CON five and you make it happen. You know, I think some of the, some of the darkest times in, in, in my business career were when it was like, well, shit, do I eat or, do, you know, what do I do? I mean,
1: you figure it out. Exactly. Real yeah. fast. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So what were, what, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of agents probably feel like that. Um, we've talked to a lot that feel like that right now. I mean, what are some, some pieces of advice you just give them specifically going through that what would you have wanted to hear at that time now being on the other side?
2: Well, luckily for me, I mean, I was on the side where I managed 11 locations. I I knew what was going on in the insurance. I I had that insurance background, right? Um, So at some point, you have to spend money you don't have, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Jason, you know that, and Craig, you know that. But you have to time that perfectly, right? So if you're spending money in a time where you're not – at the most competitive point for whatever company you represent, you're wasting money and it doesn't have to be super competitive. You just have to be able to win what seven or 8% of the time, whatever it may be. But when you're at that moment, you have two options. You either have to basically thin out and basically run lean and mean, or you have to basically, I would say, get the marketing down first, right? You, Mm. You get the marketing down, everything else will fall into place. So you have to be able to take that risk to basically spend the money on the marketing when you know that you're competitive. Sure. And a lot of these yep.
0: cars, I mean, you can use a line of credit, you can use a credit card, whatever. I mean, I, I prefer the, the Amex because I get all yeah. these points. Travel exactly. But I mean, dude, if you, once you use it and they see you paying this thing, they'll give you unlimited money, yeah. you know, like way more than you need for marketing. So, you know, $150,000 limit, you're not spending that, right, unless right. you're ad. Yeah, so,
2: nobody,
0: yeah. Yeah, maybe Jay, but with right. the rest of us, of us peons, you know, we can get by on a twenty-five, fifty dollars $50,000 thing, and we have 60 days. Like, we have to get clever. I saw somebody post in one of the Facebook groups that, um, I don't know who it was, some lender is sending out things saying hey we'll loan against your tpp and it's like they were insulted by that i'm like what do you mean that's an opportunity you can exactly. borrow, you can leverage your business to get cash because that cash in your business is worth nothing who cares right, exactly. right? and you know what if it doesn't work and, and everything falls apart it's a business you're done you know get out but i mean that's true. Not, you know so there isn't it's not the end of the world if it fails
2: right there's exactly there's,
0: but it's the end of the world if you cut expenses and think that all, that down the road something's going to change because it's not, right? right yeah.
2: and, and for me too, the other thing that helped out a lot tremendously was the power of the renewal. I mean, you don't you don't really realize it until you start forecasting that renewal and what kind of impact that will have for your agency because you can't yeah. spend money you don't have, right? Because you know you're going to have it in six months. Yep, and, yep. you know, any size agency you look at it, you know, it it basically you can make things work uh, I'm confident right yeah. um, you know the one of the things in the captive world that was beneficial for me was and and I didn't even realize it at the time but if you go in the captive world and you're in one of those bigger cities what happens when someone moves to your city they usually decide between one of the three big players right and they're they're not going to Rudy Strovic's insurance agency you know because who the hell is Rudy Sirovic right you know so <laughs> yeah. if, you know if you had a really cool name maybe it would make a difference but they're not buying from that name right especially on the personal line side and Mm -hmm. on the personal line side it's very hard to grow very rapidly unless you're marketing tremendously Mm -hmm. if you're on the commercial side it's a different world um you can grow by you know making you know introductions and things like that but to grow rapidly and you know 10 fold or 10 X, whatever you want to say, you really have to market. You have to
0: inject activity into the agency and whether it's mailers, whether it's leads, whether it's calls, whatever, you've got to do something because compressing those expenses. It's, it, it, it's not enough. Like, Oh, I'm going to move to a smaller place. Great. You save 500 bucks. Who cares? Right. You need to spend at the level that's going to generate an ROI. And there's lots of proven, I mean, you have an equation right? It's 0.6. You're going to get calls on 0.6. So you can figure out very simply, if I spend 10K and my cost is 50 cents, whatever. I can do it myself. I could call Rudy. I could have him do it, whatever. But you're going to get a, a return on it, right?
2: Exactly. hundred percent. And as as you, know, a you, got, you guys know the math. I mean, it ends up for me, it's four to $5,000 in spend per salesperson, true salesperson in my agency that'll generate roughly 30 to 40,000 in premium. And you have to know those numbers going into it. And when I opened up scratch or I actually purchased smaller than 1.5, got the benefit of going full scratch in May, I knew I was going to succeed, you know, Mm. just based off of the numbers. Um, And when you know that, it's a pretty good feeling, right? You know, when you know it. And you don't freak out. You know, yeah. you're
0: not freaked out because you don't get the immediate result. The mailers, a couple months, right? Just to, to see the result.
2: It's exactly right. And once you're in it, there's a, such a long tail on it. People don't realize it. We still have people that in one of my offices, they walk in six months after they receive the mailer and say, "Hey, here's this mailer quote. Um, we're interested in the quote. And, you know, we can say, oh, that's great. But, you know, we don't really identify that as being six months. Of, you know, it's just my staff. Sure. Say, hey, guess what? You know, someone came six months ago. You know, they got a mailer six months ago. And, and, uh, and I, I started putting a picture of my family on there. My wife still doesn't know it, but I put there a picture of my family on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get that sympathy, you know, sympathy. Man, this guy's got five kids. Let's give this guy a call and see yeah. if, you know, I, I think I got better response on it,
0: tell you the truth. Rudy so, and the yeah. orphanage.
1: That's I'm, right. I'm because exactly. you're a real dude. like it, it A real takes, person, right? Yeah, Like you got a family, like, like it's, it's a huge, and uh, we always say that when in the office, like talk about your story, like the agents, like tell them about your story. You know what I mean? Like the big,
0: the big brand is the hook, right? It gives some visibility, but then it's, it's gotta be differentiated by, you know, who are you? Yeah. Who are you and real people?
2: What do you offer? You know, what's different, you know, than that guy down the street, you know? And And most of the time it's, it's the people you have, right? So if they can call Sally or Timmy or whoever it is and talk to them and they can get a real life person on the phone that understands what they're going through, they're more likely to buy from you. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of laugh at it because my wife says, why don't you still sell? I said, honey, I said, I hired people to do things. Right. And one of them is to the sell insurance policies. And she goes, well, mm-hmm every day that they don't sell a policy, you're really upset. And I said, well, I understand that. (laughs) And it's, it's all these metrics, you know, like, you know, you go to bed at night and you know, when you wake up, you're going to look at that metric and say, okay, well, it it didn't move that notch enough. Right. And then each month that metric resets. Right. And then Mm -hmm. every year that metric resets and you know, eventually the metric no longer becomes what's on that computer screen it becomes your bank account, right? Because ultimately, you know, you're doing that for your family so your kids can go to college or whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, we're all driven by metrics, unfortunately, right? Yeah.
0: Yep. But, but it, also the flip side of it is it's beautiful because it's there. We're not guessing. You don't have to guess. That's right. right? I mean, you don't yeah. have to guess. You don't have to reinvent the, the wheel. Like if somebody wants to do a mailer, they can ask you. And you could either say yes or no or whatever, but but they can get it done. Or you, do, I, I, I'm sure you would tell somebody how to do it if they wanted, right? Like so, hundred percent, yeah. It, it doesn't. So it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, the the opportunity to, to have the knowledge to do it is there. Like yep. I, I did, I do leads, and you know, it's it's telemarketer producer sale, right? And and I didn't have to reinvent it. Jason was doing nope. it. He, he spent the 200k to figure out how to do That's it. That's right. So, you know, I'm like, hey, look, you know, thank you. And and he and he tells me, right? So it's pick pick a lane and stay in that lane. You know, two months in I was freaking out. I've talked about it a million times, but I'm I'm here here I am spending fifteen K and well, we wrote oh we wrote five thousand in premium. What's what that doesn't work? You know, and <laughs> no, then, no. then the next yeah. month it's a little bit more, it starts creeping up and then boom, the machine's going. It's like a big train that just starts to take off and but when it gets momentum, it's going, you know?
2: Right. And you yep. know, the the funny thing about it is is too is that you can offset some of the spend by having top notch producers, right? So if yep. you have a top notch producer, they can go and they can go and and, and you're spending three thousand and they're producing fifty or sixty thousand, right? But guess yep. what happens? When that person leaves, right? Then you're like, Oh, what happened? Um, you know, because I was spending like two grand a month on marketing and writing roughly seventy thousand in premium before before I did any marketing. And it was because I had a really strong closer and she was phenomenal. I mean, she did great. But when she left, I said, I'm never going to go through this again. And so I all made it about marketing, 100% about marketing and training my staff on how to close deals. And once we did those two things, I'm confident today. I love my staff. But if one leaves, I think we won't lose any, you know, any actual, you know, we're not going to have a down month just because we lost one person, right? And you're always
0: looking, right? Always, always looking. looking. Yeah.
2: yeah. I just hired a girl. She, she, she brought a resume into the office. I never do it, but I interviewed her. Um, she had experience with, you know, the, the company that has that red in it that we're competitors against. And so, <laughs> you know. say their name. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <their> <laughs> so, yeah, she, but she was bilingual. Um, I have a huge need for that in my area. Seven years experience. Asked her where she dropped her resume off. Um, she said two or three other agencies down the road. I made the offer five minutes later and had her in my office uh, two days later. Ooh, Started. You know exactly. Good so, salesperson. That's right. Uh, you know, and I said, I'm not going to let this one get away. I didn't need a person. But I said, you know what? I'm going to make this work. And we did. So, um, you know, and, and my thing is I'd rather have more marketing and less people because I can always offset – the people with other staff in my office too. Cause I have a couple service people that could fill in for sales. Um, but I'd rather spend the money on marketing because guess what? If you're getting fed people that call in that want leads or want insurance, then you're more likely wanting to pick up that phone because you know what's going to happen. Right? Yep. Uh, exactly. So well, but,
1: r- I ahead. was going to say there's a couple, there's a, do, uh, we're up against the wire, huh? But I was going to yeah. say, there's a few questions that um, in the, in the group that people are are curious about. Uh, we'll, we'll go with the top one, which is what is your best marketing technique? Could you just real quickly go over um, what your process is on that? If you, if you don't mind.
2: No, 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 it's fine. So, yeah. So, you know, we do direct mail and we do it a hundred percent based off of targeting uh, X states, um, through a three or four different vendors. Um, and basically, um, we do it twice a week in my office. It's a hundred percent bulk mail. Um, my, my goal is to get out more, spend less on the actual materials in it. People are looking for the lowest price quote that's out there.
1: And that's it. So you, what is that, what does that, uh, postcard look like?
2: It's actually a, uh, we tried postcards. I spent about 10 grand and got two calls off of it. So that okay. was a bad investment. So it's actually a full fledged quote, uh, homeowner's quote with a, a cover letter that is, uh, talks about public record. So just basically saying that, hey, you know, we got this information from public record, send it out, um, good response on oh. it.
0: So you eliminated so, yeah. the creep- creepiness factor.
2: Yeah, exactly. So that's what it's all about is try to take away that one where did you get that information and we have a lot of success off of that did what you, you see,
0: see a a tick up when you did that
2: i've always done that actually believe it or okay. not for the last three years we've always done that um, one of the vendors recommended it so we actually do that with every vendor we use
1: that's awesome and, and what is the um how much does it cost to send out a letter for you
2: so uh, basically, if you were to say, Jason, you know, Rudy, can I, can you send them out for me? It's 43 cents a mailer. Um, that's all, everything in. Um, so that's what it basically costs.
1: And what so percentage close?
2: Percentage close. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, so 2018, we were around like 22%, 2019, wow. 16%, and 2020, close to 12%. So why is that happening, Craig?
0: Why is it dropping? Yeah. Uh, Because you're spending more and so you higher volume? No. Uh, Oh,
2: saturated, saturated. More people are doing it. Exactly. So there's two things that are happening. So basically I'm hitting the same people over, but I'm also coming against 12 other agents that we all represent the same company because, you know when they get that mailer in, it's all about timing. So who determines on what time they open up that mail? So now I come out and say, "Man, I'm still hitting on direct mail," and we get all these agents that are excited because uh, Craig and Jason are the mm. insurance dudes. They're pimping me. And everything's good, right? So now we got five more players in the market, right? <laughs> <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but he who remains well. consistent will win too, right? Exactly. They're not, exactly. They're stop doing it. They're going to do it and not get as great of a result and give up. So. Hey. right
1: yeah Jody, thank you so much for yeah
2: for well i gotta i gotta i I gotta congratulate you bro oh thank you (laughs) best best in company company (laughs) (laughs) mr jason i i actually should be taking pointers right now craig what do you think Uh,
0: yeah he knows what he's doing if you want to get into the into the leads but you have your lane
2: I don't know, man. It's working. It works. You know, that's, the, that's, the, that's the best thing, actually, honestly. You know, two best things is that, you know, working with other agents that are so open, you know, I've never been with a company that I've been as open as, you know, the company that we work with. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. And then the second thing is we can all do it a hundred different ways and still get yep. results. Right. You know, right. it doesn't matter. So yeah, uh, stick not to often,
0: the fundamentals. track and yeah. measure and, and don't give up after a week. I mean, yeah,
2: so you guys gonna be in Vegas?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, Wait someone has to go. Up. Suit.
2: Someone has to go up yeah. on stage, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you gonna rock in an, the,
1: ins- an insurance dude's jacket?
2: Are you gonna rock the jeans? Or are you gonna go full fledged? You know, five piece suit, tux. What's What's it gonna be, man? I want. <laughs> I, mean, I want to like know a, the gear. Come on.
1: Like a, like a suit with insurance dudes all over it. I want to do jeans
2: so bad. I'm not
1: a suit guy. It's been
2: done. It's been done, man. Every time, yeah. so I, I might do,
1: do it. it. Do it, man. <laughs> well, Rudy,
0: no time. How could how right. somebody get in, in touch with you, with you, if they uh, wanted to have mailers sent, or if you're even taking people?
2: Uh, in the show notes or whatever, why don't we? We'll just put uh, Rudy at Oakhillins.com. Okay. So you you have that email too, I think, Craig. So
0: I do. I do. Rudy at Oakhillins.com.
2: You know why yes. that's Oak Hill you know. Insurance? Yes. That's the, that's the street address of my agency, man. That's, I'm all so right. creative. So. Nice. <laughs>
0: hey, that's an awesome name. And you
2: can <laughs> send
0: Rudy a, a letter in the mail if you like. and he We will, will open it. That's right. Well,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll get a 100% open rate. <laughs> yeah,
0: There you go, man. Nice Thank talking with you so guys. Much. Take care. Yeah, for
1: sure. Take thanks care. for all yeah, you do. Catch you okay. Thank you, Rudy. Yeah. Have a good Bye. one. Hey, you've got to check out the Insurance Dudes Inner Circle coming soon where you get extended interviews as well as live coffee talks in our private Facebook group. Join the mailing list today at TheInsuranceDudesPodcast.com. Hey, thanks for checking out the Insurance Dudes. Hey, please subscribe. we got some really great stuff coming out.